She rocks, he rocks, we all rock. Sponsored by Coastal Youth Media. Inside the Working Narrative Studio. Today we will be diving deep into the whole situation that's been going on in America. So, first up, let me introduce my great sisters, starting with... Hi, I'm Janaya. Hi, I'm Arabia. Hello, I'm Cam. Hi, I'm Naya. I'm Braylon. And these are our great sisters for tonight to give you guys the tea and what's happening. So, first up, we're going to start off with Cam to educate us about how this has all started historically. Okay, so as we all know, there has been a lot of protesting, a lot of unpeace in America um, because of George Floyd, um, a man who was killed by a white police officer. And what most people are saying around now is history is repeating itself. Here in Wilmington, uh, there was a race riot, and it was originally described by, it was caused by blacks, but however, more facts came that it was actually white supremacists. So I think it's just history repeating itself over again, and we just need to know our history so this can all come to an end. Um, I do agree with you, Cam, and I also want to add to about the George um, Floyd situation. Um, today, actually, they reviewed the case, and they're charging the man who killed George Floyd with second-degree murder, and for the other three officers that were with them, they basically count them for, um, as accomplices, and I think they got charged with something else, but I can't, like, pronounce the word, but, like, um, but they're also being accounted for, but I think... I feel like personally it should be counted as a first-degree murder because, you know, I mean, you knew that something was wrong. And I know that, like, police officers are trained to, like, you know, put, like, people, like, when they're putting people in handcuffs down a certain way or, like, put their knee on them. But it's only just to get them down. And then after you have them in handcuffs, you're supposed to take, you're supposed to, like, get off of them and then just put them in a car or whatever. But he didn't do that. And I feel like if you're a police officer and if you're hurting the person and, like, you're saying you can't breathe, you need to, like, kind of get off. And it's just, like, the other police officers are just standing there and, like, they know what's happening. Like, they should have stood up and said something. And for them not doing that, they're just, that badge is supposed to mean something to protect all people, you know? Like, they're just wrong for that because they should have stepped in. Okay, so as we all know, let's talk about this race war, race riot protesting this this disaster i'm not gonna say disaster but like this this thing that is that we need to be known um let's just talk about black men in america and injustice that has been happening to us not black men just black people period and um police brutality uh People are getting sick and tired. This needs to be known. This needs to be heard. It cannot be ignored anymore. So if we've been trying to fight this for years and it's it's not been heard, but now that we're doing stuff, that we're getting violent, we're getting heard. And I don't think that should be the right solution to it. But it's the only way to get hurt. And what do you guys think on this? Definitely agree with um what you're saying, Cam, and how this has just like honestly like really gotten out of control. But with all of this out of controlness, I just want to like educate a little bit on the differences between 
what's happening out there. For example, there's a difference between Black Lives Matter and All Lives Matter. First of all, all lives do matter. However, if all lives matter, you have to focus on one life before you focus on all lives. If you see one life is being oppressed, think about it like this. If there's a house burning down and all the other houses are fine and everyone's running towards the burning house to save it and someone comes out of their perfectly fine house and they say, but what about my house? And then you're looking at the burning house and you're like, what do you mean about your house? Your house is perfectly fine. We are trying to help and fix the house that is burning down. And then, and people still don't get it through their head and they're like, what about it? What about my house? Why can't you check on my house? Because there's nothing wrong with your house. When there is something wrong with your house, then we will check on it. Then we will make a movement about it. Then we will protest about it. But for right now, right here in this day of time, it is Black Lives Matter. And that's what you need to focus on. All lives do matter, but for right now, Black Lives Matter. So if you can't save this life, how are you going to save all lives? Answer me that. Answer me. I'm waiting. That's a that's a perfectly good analogy because you wouldn't fix a house that's perfectly fine. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. We need to fix the houses that are not fine, that are burning, that are broken. That oh, I can't explain. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's almost like they try to take away like from the fact like what's the motive behind the actual movement because even though all lives all lives do matter yes but it's like we're not all equal and we're not like all in the same level and have the same justices and privileges so it's not so te- it's like technically all lives really don't matter because they're still discriminating against certain ones so you can't even really, so it's kind of like technically you can't even really say that all lives matter because technically it really doesn't. And, you know, you can see that all throughout history. And I hate to be really blunt about this, and I mean no offense, but in America, the only life that truly matters to people is white lives. And that is terrible because we live in a world where there is so much diversity and so much culture, yet people are just so bigoted and ignorant and they just won't break out beyond their shell to see that there is so much more out there than just their closed gated minds and communities but i also want to touch on out there there has been a lot of protesting and riots and everything and some of them are peaceful yes and some of them have gotten uh, out of control by a long shot I'm going to tell you the difference between a protester and a rioter because there is there's a huge difference. A protester, they are there for the cause. They are there not to start a riot, not to be extra. They're there to just really just let like they want their voices to be heard. They are the ones that are just peacefully just trying to be there and just stand there and just be a part of the movement. Rioters see the name rioters don't they it doesn't sound right it just sounds like they have bad and malicious intent which they do because those are the people that are burning down places 
looting places, stealing things, breaking things, breaking things that are even a part of the African-American community, and then just being like, oh, well, we were just like, I thought we were just in the moment. Like, no, you were in the moment. The rest of us are trying to be in the moment somewhere else for a different cause. I don't know what cause you are trying to protest to, if that's even the word. But there's a difference. Rioters are there to start bad things. They are there to mess up things, just just be very malicious. And they're not even really caring about the whole purpose of what the protesters are doing to try to make a difference like some people are there for the wrong reasons at times but some people use it as a publicity stunt and um for example like there was like a controversial i think today and yesterday it was a picture of don of our president donald trump and he was like in front of like an episcopal church and he i think they said he had used tear gas to like i guess clear the clouds or something clear the clouds clear the crowd so that he could take the picture he held like the bible in his hand was like holding it up and you know he was just kind of just there to take the picture and just kind of left like it's like he's trying to put on this front like they really care but he but like you know deep down that they really don't and it's like his actions speak louder than words so like you really don't care so i feel like people only use it like as a pawn or something kind of gain something in return for themselves and they really don't support like you know people are dying every day like it's a really like serious issue and people don't understand that you know, like people love to like take from the culture and like do this, that, but they don't want to, they don't want to go through the struggle. They don't want to experience that. They just want to take bits and pieces from it and, you know, try to make it sound like it's their own. Because I think quite honest, I think Caucasians or white people, sometimes they really don't have a culture to come from. If you really think about it, like, you know, I think like, like, when you know how to talk about race, you have to, like, put, like, oh, like, oh, I'm African-American or, like, um, Hispanic or da-da-da-da. Like, you know, you just have Caucasians, but, you know, like, really, technically, when you get down to DNA, they're mixed with a lot of things and even Black, but, you know, they don't want to admit that, and that's the thing. So, it's, like, they're not really, you know, white. They're mixed with a lot of different things, you know, and I think it's that, you know, they want to stay superior towards everybody else. Like when they come, when they came over, you know, taking lands and stuff, even when we came to this country, we still didn't have enough rights or we're on the same level as them. So they treat us as we were beneath them, you know? And the same thing with Native Americans, they took their lands and try to claim it as their own, you know? You can't take something where there was already people there and try to claim it as your own, you know? Just to butt in really quick, Naya, I am, uh, I 100% agree on what you're saying. And also, I was just thinking, but like, where would the world, just like, where would, since I guess white people have a sense of authority that they think that it was them that came up with everything, even back in the day, we were coming up with inventions that no one talks about and no one gives us credit to that we made, that we helped when it comes to innovations, when it comes to music, when it comes to art. That was they us. White, they, white, they whitewash a lot of things. And like an example, like, you know, like how, um, I'm trying to think. Okay, so there's this queen in Africa, right? Her name is Queen Makeda. So she is really a dark skin, like a dark skin woman or like a darker complexion, right? But over time, as different images were painted of her, she got lighter and lighter and lighter. So she became like a fully white woman. And so it's kind of like, 
you can't go from like dark to light you know they try to whitewash everything to make it seem like or kind of rip our culture away from us you know same thing with like in the egyptian pyramids they're black but you know they don't want to admit that you know when you see pictures of cleopatra she's always portrayed as a white woman but really she was a darker complexion had melanin in her and you can see that painted all throughout the hieroglyphics but they don't want to say that you know yeah can i say something um you know, Catholics, um, the, the pre is it is it priest? I think uh the priest the Pope. He, the Pope, yes, the Pope, he goes and he prays to a black Mary and a black baby. You can look it up. It, yes, yeah. Yes, in the Bible it describes him as a black man, but they don't want to do that. And like the Israelites, they're black, honey. They're black. They're black. So, but adding on to what we were saying about the riots and stuff, when the riots first start started, I kind of understood where they were coming from. But when they started getting out of hand, like looting stores that had nothing to do with it, or like like just going into stuff and burning it down, I just didn't get it after a while and stuff. Yeah. And there were like some people. Oh. I saw this video today and there was some people who like riding and they went on like this train and they like went on the train and they still like like I think the train was like full of like TVs and stuff and people were on there just looting it and everything like on the train and all that have y'all seen that video I don't know they're just kind of I think now they're just trying to take it for other things now it's kind of like, like it's not even with the there's three people in this type of situation. There's the looters who just, I feel, who care about the situation and they're just very mad about it, but they take it out in the wrong way. There's the people who don't even know what they're doing. They don't even know what they're doing. They just want to be outside in the everywhere. And a part of the looters, there's some people who aren't even black or who aren't even who don't even support the cause there's there's been speculation how there um has been white people actually disguising themselves as us and making us seem violent and cool and trying to make us fit the stereotype and there's like white people who are so violent and the black people who are actually getting affected are like dude quit they're going to come for us before they come for you. So it's hurting us on both ends. That's In a way, when you think about it, it seems like it's a lose-lose situation. If we don't say anything, we're still getting blamed for it. If we do say something, we're getting blamed for it. If we fight for our rights, we're getting blamed for it. It's just like, it, it's really sad because it seems like we can't do anything and that we're just trapped. And I feel like that's what we're trying to, show people that we don't want to be trapped anymore we want to make our voices heard we want everyone to know like how much we are like being oppressed and i i, I definitely agree arabia janaya what do you guys think um i think that is well one i was a protester myself and in wilmington north carolina and when i went um, when was it? Saturday? Saturday. Um, it was kind of odd because um, the crazy thing was was that it's mostly about the Black lives, 
right now, but it kind of felt like when I was protesting, it wasn't really black, like black people out there, but there was like more white people. So basically to me, it was like not all white or cruel and mean as you might think, but they're also... Yeah, but they're like, there's supporters out there that are white and they are not as bad people as you think they are. So I just came back from a protest and it was like mostly white people there and, but they had really great points and stuff. And like, like what Ken was saying about, about, um, chanting and stuff also um just a disclaimer i just wanted to say that we are not bashing anyone in particular we are not bashing whites we're not bashing blacks we're not bashing anybody it's just hard to talk about but it has to be talked about even though we kind of have to get uncomfortable to talk about the uncomfortable things well no let me rephrase it we have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable that's what exactly also to build off of naya sometimes like how um denaya was saying how not all white people are bad it's same thing as saying how not all black people are thugs not all cops are bad and just and it just and it just keeps on going on it's the people people choose the life that they want for themselves doesn't matter what skin color you are or anything you choose what you want to do in life it all depends on what you choose to do in life and what path you choose to follow it doesn't it like to me when it comes down to it i personally feel like with the whole race thing that it's not even just like a whole race it's just particular people in that race that just ruin it for everybody else and i just feel like that needs to be said like especially with stereotypes, how you see one or two people that act like that and then you just assume that everyone else is like that. When they see one black, when they see one black man still, they think all of us, they think all the men still, they think all of them are thugs, they think all of them sell drugs and that's not even the case. And it's sad that like, people just, they don't understand that. You guys know what I'm saying. Like, you know, there are some people, like, I know, like, with certain families, I know, like, one part of my family, like, they're, like, like back in the day, like, when my grandfather was, like, young and all that, and, you know, they had segregation. Some of my cousins could pass for white. Like, they were, like, that life, but they were just black, you know? But they kind of came off as, like, oh, yeah, I'm white. And so the kind of, you know, more darker tone of the rest of us, they don't keep in contact with us no more. So it's kind of, like, they try to forget like their actual culture or their roots to try to pass on as one way so they think that they'll get accepted more into um society and society standards but even though in the midst of all this bad there is still a lot of good going on that the media doesn't particularly show it doesn't show all the peaceful protests it doesn't show the cops are walking with the protesters it just doesn't show all the good things but the fact that we know that there are still some good people out there that's what's important those good people will be making the change and will be and will be helping the revolution because we are going to change and we are not going to stand for it so with that said 
we will now be moving on to Naya to read her poem. This poem is called, It's Time to Take a Stand. And I, what I want people to realize is to really think about it and get it deep in your thoughts and really listen to it. It's time to take a stand. We're taking a stand. I'm taking a stand. Racism is a social and institutional power plus prejudice. Therefore, racism is a system of advantage based on race. Therefore, racism is a system of oppression based on race. Therefore, racism is a system of white supremacy that creates a cross-class collaboration called white. Therefore, racism is used to break up unity among ethnicities. Society tells me my melanin is too much to be loved and my hair is unkempt, out of dress code and unprofessional. Police my box braids, cornrows, dreadlocks, and high puffs. Somehow my hair has seeped into my brain and prevented me from succeeding in school. The prejudices that keep us from being accepted in society are reinforced through institutional systems and embedded social norms. When I was a little girl, my grandma told me your chocolate skin is beautiful in every way. Can't nobody take that away from you. Yet I didn't know that the love she instilled in me would give me the resiliency to function in a society that tells me something different. The power of socialization influences the perception of beauty. Beauty standards aren't spoken, but well understood. They govern your interactions, opportunities, and freedom. Straighten hair, light skin, small lips, slight curves, just enough, but not too much. When you make power invisible, racism continues to survive. The Social Security Act provided a monetary cushion for any citizen in America, excluding domestic and agricultural workers. My grandmother served as a housekeeper for 16 years, denied. My father was a landscaper who mowed lawns, denied. The Federal Housing Act gave families the opportunity to own a home for close to nothing. My grandparents were not accepted into Levittown. The GI Bill allowed veterans to come back to America with hopes of living the American dream. My grandfather, a decorated veteran who was, was denied acceptance into college, denied a mortgage loan, and denied access into many public places upon his return. In order to have an advantage, someone needs to have a disadvantage. Manifest destiny provided that the Anglo-Saxon man was ordained by God to rule the world. Therefore, my people were ordained by God to be ruled. But when poor people of mixed races united against Jamestown, Manifest destiny was expanded to other races that were once denied. Italians, Greeks, Irish, Catholics, and Jews were among the last to be considered white. Racism operates off of confusion. A lot of people are opinion about the topic, but not informed. It's time for our youth to take a stand. We are the future and we must make it a priority to change the world and make it a better place for all. Because if we can kneel, why couldn't we do it for Emmett Till? If we have the time to kill, why can't we repeal? It's time to take a stand. Naya, that was such a beautiful poem. And I just want to say great job. And we are all applauding you right now. Just can we, we all, we all snapping. Like we, we, we're really snapping for you. That was amazing. Just, we snapping. <laughs> that was beautiful. That was well-spoken. That really was powerful. Amazing. Very, very. So now I just wanted to keep on with like the positivity and the heartwarming. And before we log off this, I just want to leave you guys with two positive things to just keep you going because that's all you need. You just need something to motivate you and to keep you going every day. 
I'm gonna start off first and I'm gonna be, I'm just gonna say that even though it's a dark tunnel, there's still a light ahead. So just keep on pushing and keep going until you reach that light. And my second one, I know it's kind of basic, but it's important. Don't give up. Don't let anyone tell you to give up and don't like succumb under pressure because you are powerful everyone is and you just need to just not give up you need to stand for what you believe in um closing off i want to say never hold back your opinions and your thoughts always speak up and speak your mind it's very important and you know i'm going to say this a closed mouth and you know never gets fed it's okay to speak up even though it may be hard and people may not like it it's the truth and the truth will set you free um my closing words of encouragement is nobody can live your life. You live your life. You live the way you want to. Um, don't let anyone tell you different. Um, from my experience, I've always ran with the crowd, but I feel more comfortable saying what I have to say, my opinion. Don't let anyone change your opinion because in the long run, you'll feel very bad about it. You won't feel yourself. You'll just feel in the box. So as much as society wants you to be in that box, you have to break through. You have to persevere. You need resilience. So I just wanted to say that. Yeah, and um, me closing out, I wanted to say um, – don't be afraid to be yourself or be who you are. And yeah, like don't judge people for who they are also. Um, my quote is, you get what you work for, not what you wish for. As in, you actually have to work for something. You don't just make a wish and think it's gonna come true. You actually have to put in hard work to deserve it. And mine is to always remember that you you are a smart, beautiful young lady or men, boy, whatever you may be, and to always love yourself. Always use your words, stay strong no matter what. And with that, this is Amari signing off. This is Naya signing off. This is Janaya signing off. This is Braylon signing off. This is Cam signing off. This is Arabia signing off. And thank you all for joining us tonight, today, whenever you're hearing this. We'll see you guys next time. She rocks. She rocks. She rocks. She rocks. Break it down now. She <laughs> rocks. Get it down. And she rocks. Sponsored by Coastal Youth Media. Inside the Working Narrative Studio.